Once upon a time, there was a girl born in the shadows. And from the shadows, she was tethered, tethered to another, from up above. And when that girl felt joy, the girl in the shadow was cursed with excruciating pain. Bound for eternity to yield the other's suffering, alone, forgotten. Until one day, by the fate of the Almighty Hand, the universe would bring them together. When the girl would finally meet her shadow. This is It Records. Is that your announcer voice at the end? Oh, I could go more announcer. If I really wanted to, I could go like radio DJ. Really, you know, really ham it up. Is that was that your calling before you took up uh, renewable energy as your minor or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was always told I had a face for radio, so <laughs> yeah, that was my first my first gig. I mean, you're in the right business for it if it's podcast, because podcast is the new radio, I guess. Just internet and, radio. Yeah, so everything's worked out. That's true. Yeah, do you guys know where the term podcast came from? Like, what is a podcast? No idea. No, I have no idea. You know, I'm going to probably blow this, but... I thought it was like um, Apple came up with the term like iPod, and it was like for a broadcast, like a podcast. That would make a lot of sense. Where this is wrong. It's being cut from the. It's getting being cut. <laughs> podcast is the term formed by combining combining iPod and broadcast. The term podcasting is the name for the technology first suggested by the Guardian columnist yada yada yada. But yeah. Wow. So iPods and broadcasts. You know, I have to admit that's something that I never wondered about, but I'm really glad that you told us. You're welcome, you know. People just go through their daily lives. (laughs) They just never know where podcasts came from, where I'm setting the record straight. You You guys didn't have to take the test? (laughs) I guess it's just good enough for one member to take the test, and then anybody can can join the podcast. I had a podcast before before you, technically. That is true. What was the name of that podcast? Horoscope. Horoscope. That's right. Yeah, that's where you that, read... That, that's a pretty good name. <laughs> that is a pretty good name. For reading people's horoscopes. Scary horoscopes is what that was, right? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> sure. I think there's always a need for that. <laughs> I'd read their palms and then uh, tell them when they were going to die. Charming. Wow. Yeah. It, Char- it, Char- we didn't have many episodes because people didn't want to come back because they just got <laughs> Yeah. People picked up on the trend and just didn't call in. It was dead air all the time. <laughs> and that's where the term dead air comes from. From horoscope, that that's interesting. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Oh shoot. So yeah, we're doing us. If that's the movie that we were supposed yeah. to watch. Funny if you came <laughs> here for a movie review. Yeah, the 2019 film directed and written by Jordan Peele. Us. That's a classic right there. 
It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Can't believe how big Dave got. You hear Gabe got a boat? <laughs> He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? Jason! Jason! Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. What are you people? It's us. They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. So we kill them. Second feature film. Yep. Yeah, second feature film. If you have no idea about this movie, it's a family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin to terrorize them. I'll leave it at that, but that's the general idea. If you haven't seen it or the trailer. Uh, but also, oh, I have this right in front of me. It, it is. You said it's his second feature film. But it's also the third collaboration between Jordan Peele, Jason Blum, and Sean McKittrick. Uh, they did Get Out and Black Klansman together. They all oh. had a part in Black Klansman. The Oscar-nominated film. Okay. Jordan Peele was in that? Not in it. He was a producer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he produced Black Klansman. I think those all, all three of those guys are producers of that film. Which we also did get out on this podcast, just so it was the first fe- feature-length film mm-hmm. of Jordan Peele's. Yeah. So now we're doing the uh, the aftermath. I said kind of not qu- I guess quasi sequel, as in it's made by the same person, and that's all there is to it. Yep. <laughs> Nothing else really similar about them, which <laughs> I like because it shows that. Right. There's no. Um, it shows that, yeah. you know, Jordan Peele's not just one-dimensional, so I kind of like that, uh, you know, he takes us with a completely different spin in this one. What would you guys 
call this film. You know, I was asking people about it before I went to see it. I'm like, do you, do you think it's horror? Do you think it's more thriller? They were all telling me that it, oh, it's definitely more of a thriller, like a psychological thriller. I think it's both. I think it's plenty, like, fits into the horror category, but there's still a lot of that psychological uh, element to it, too. What do you guys think? I've always said that I think thriller is kind of like a part of the umbrella of horror. Even though, like, I think that's just like a marketing thing that was kind of. This is my opinion. This could be all fucking bullshit, <laughs> but I think it was just like a marketing thing, like because like horror has like a certain like connotation to it, and then like thriller is kind of advertised as something that's like that has a better story. Mm. I think at least that's how they frame it, and there's usually like a mystery involved or like some kind of like it's usually more grounded and like deals more with like characters rather than like one like bad person as like the highlight but I still consider it all part of the same family okay. in the horror genre you're saying yeah mm-hmm. I think when people say thriller today, it, I agree with you, Pete. It kind of falls into that horror envelope. Because I think the thriller uh, really encapsulates the terror that's in the horror genre. Where there's like there's gore, which is the physical violence and blood you see. Repulsion is your reaction to it. But there's also the terror and suspense, which Hitchcock was great at. Which is really atmospheric, but also... Um, like in, gore, for instance, is like getting your foot cut off, but terror is someone saying, I'm gonna cut your foot off, and it's you creating these images in your head of like what that's gonna feel like, what it's gonna look like, um, but not exactly seeing it. And I think thriller kind of blends with that ter- uh, terror element a lot in horror genre. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think it falls into the psychological horror, but I'll also throw out there that it has a lot of gothic elements gothic horror elements in the sense that this isn't really spoilers if you watch the trailer there's doppelgangers in this film and the thing of gothic horror is mirrors uh, and shadows and seeing your other self whether it be a ghost or just someone who kind of looks like you your your primal instincts that's a really that's a gothic element and so it's prevalent in a lot of horror even to Dr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde so it has that sort of underlying theme to it okay good point I don't want to have too many spoilers but I think should we lay out the plot for the people of kind of what goes on in in us I feel like there's a lot we could talk about with this film yeah, it's it's tough because like, I feel like we haven't done such a new movie. I guess like Halloween, we kind of we did that, mm-hmm. but we completely spoiled it. But like Halloween, there's not as much story because like everyone's like familiar with like the story of Halloween, like, and it's like been around for a long time. Whereas us is like a completely new story, or like it's based off you know taking elements of different things but essentially it's like a new thing sure so it's kind of hard to we get to I think 
We won't spoil it completely. We'll try to save some things for the the viewer. Maybe it we is can like relatively still new. I mean, it's only been out for like <laughs> a month. <laughs> I think with that in mind, we won't spoil really much, but just the idea because they go to the beach where the mother, who is Lupita from what Star Wars, Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, she she went there as a child, had a traumatic event, uh, where we don't really know what it was at the beginning, but she went into a funhouse mirrors, sort of had a traumatic event, where she doesn't speak for years afterwards, uh, and then she's returning back to the beach as an adult woman with her family. Um, and she sees a doppelganger family that's exactly the same as hers, and they... I'll, let, I'll just leave it at that from there. They're just basically trying to take over their lives. what you kind of want to take from it. But there's a lot to unpack in terms of what Jordan Peele was trying to say with this film. I feel like. Um, and he did the same thing with Get Out. It's another kind of social satire type piece. Yeah, he went bigger with this one, I think. Like, because I think and more over arcing, like like catastrophic events whereas Get Out was much more focused around this the main character's life like this the scope of it was so much bigger sure I agree um... and I think that kind of in my opinion hurt it more than than did its own benefit I was kind of like going back and forth with this like after seeing it in the theater like I liked like the way it was shot like I really it like looked beautiful and the acting was really great and had great comedic beats to kind of like break up like the, the tension but I think just like how it ended up being bigger like took away from the focus of like what was happening to them and I think it would have been better if it was just more closely related to the family the main family and like there was like a scene later on where she's talking to her double I'm, I guess I am kind of spoiling it right now but I'm trying to brushly go over it um, where they have a conversation and it seems like she's just kind of like giving too much away without like in, in like particularly avoiding like giving out too much away because like she's kind of like basically unleashing like this is my evil plot but then like I'm not going to give you answers to like what we are kind of thing like it kind of like gives you too much and then like when you want and then when they give you too much you're like well what about this and then and they don't give you that so that made me that I had some problems with that so do you think it would have been better if Peel kind of uh, left out some of that explanation or what he yeah, tried to explain? Yeah, I think, I think so, because then, like, if he explained more, then it wouldn't be as, like... Because, like, when you explain too much, especially in a horror film, it usually is bad. <laughs> yeah. I think it left... Um, in order to not say too much, I did. I do think it left a little bit more to be desired. You know, I think you're left with a lot of questions at the end still. Um, and, you know, when you get those answers, they aren't really that satisfying. So, 
I would agree. I would say it's mm-hmm. definitely a movie. Sorry to cut you off for a second, Matt. As you we'll finish this up, um, that I think it's definitely a movie that I need to see again, like knowing everything that happens, yes. just to see like what I could pick up on and like see if I change my feelings about it since I only saw it once. And like again, like it was like a lot of great things going for, it, but like it just fell short for like certain things, like. I don't know. I can't really, like, besides, like, explaining too much and then, like, wanting more of it, like, that's just the best way I could feel disappointed with it, is just from, like, that third act, I guess. I feel like one of the things I want to say is going to be a full spoiler. So, I will preface it, and this could be cut as well Mm -hmm. for, for a full spoiler. But, we've talked about the ending, um, and this whole film is based on the idea of a doppelganger. Um, we don't know; you don't know where they're coming from or what, what they're, I, why they're doing what they're doing. But it seems like everybody has a doppelganger when they come to this beach area, and it just looks like they're trying to take over the lives of the people that we've been watching the whole time on, on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you're kind of believing, and you're following these characters. And then at the end, what we realize is that. Red, the person we thought was evil, was actually the real Adelaide girl from the beginning who had been trapped down there, and the person above was the shadow, or the tethered, which I can bring this in. The tethered is what they're called, the doppelgangers. And I think that's an interesting perspective that he was going for. The whole idea is looking through a different lens as the other, where you need to look at yourself, where he made the audience watch the villain the whole movie and really root for the villain and then at the very end being like oh you were duped the whole time which was kind of what he was going with the movie and that's how unless you picked up on it the whole time you were supposed to you're really rooting for the tethered person (laughs) for me it wasn't like something that i really was like trying to guess like uh i usually am not one to like guess like an ending and so when I saw it unfold, I didn't, like, take it that much as a shock, because I kind of, like, from this, like, previous movies I've seen with twist endings, like, it seemed like, oh, this is, like, kind of, like, your standard twist ending type situation, and, like, but I liked how he did it, but I think, like, their people's reaction to it were weird, how it was such a twist for them, but, like, but just for me, I was like, well, that just, you know, this just comes with the territory, but I liked how he put it more of like kind of like a philosophical question where it's just like who was like the good person in the end like and it kind of was like you know kind of you're a product of your environment kind of thing like here are these people that like are just like caged like their whole lives and are like eating rabbits or whatever <laughs> yeah and they're just, they're just driven into insanity and then like this woman who was normal quote unquote at first just becomes insane because she has like no one to talk to for 20 years or some however old she is and gets like everything that's happening to her to her other self is happening to her just like much more botched versions like you know like childbirth like i would assume is kind of like 
that's mirrored and then like of course like they don't have like the same equipment so I'm just assuming everything is just worse <laughs> for them yeah absolutely and, and that's a good point the product of your environment you said where I kind of took that the whole idea of uh, like the nature versus nurture where mm-hmm. the, our main character is kind of well adjusted um, when we start the film and when she goes down with the tethered, she kind of, as you said, becomes insane. And the tethered person living in the normal world becomes, lives a normal, happy life. <laughs> so it's really not your nature, but your product of your environment, which is another theme of the film, I think, just in general, like your environment and what you were born into kind of will lead to where you're going in life. Yeah, and I wish, like, we're like, were like I said earlier, like were went like bigger scope, like how it included like a whole bunch of people, like other tethered people like escaping, and uh, I think it's really like at the end where it kind of just like loses me, where like like the very end where it shows like how big of like a, like coordinated attack this was, and then like that's where it just starts to get like. And I don't want to say unbelievable, but it just seems like just, like, it's, like, kind of, like, hitting all these notes that, like, here's this, like, small, like, contained idea that's, like, just exploded over, like, the world. And then, like, he's not doing enough with, like, the world to make it, like, that kind of story. Like, you would think with something such large-scope invasion, you would assume, like... I almost thought he was going to have aliens because, like, I feel like I was getting... I was honestly getting that kind of vibe because, like, they showed, like, the movie Chud or C-H-U-D, however you want to say. And apparently there's a lot of similarities between the two movies, but I've never seen it. But I knew there were because, like, he showed it for a reason. I've heard about it. And, like, because I think they're aliens from the sewer or whatever. It's, it's... Yeah, it's underground creatures. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also on they, there's the Goonies tape there too. Okay. Which is they spend a bunch of time underground in the sewers as well. Yeah. That was right next to Chud. And like I think I like wanted it like, yeah. Which sorry, what were you gonna say? I was gonna point out another Goonies reference, but oh no, go ahead, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> From the film, but I don't, I don't need to. No, definitely, I want it now. Uh, I believe the 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 food that they were eating. Uh, the family at the beginning where they were all eating fast food and uh, Adelaide was eating like strawberries uh, it was called Copper Pots Chester Copper Pots which is a Goonies reference like a direct oh okay that's a direct Goonies it has to be right it's too coincidental I mean didn't even notice but I believe you (laughs) (laughs) what are your thoughts Lindsay I feel like uh, you haven't heard your opinion in some time I mean I think, uh, you know, I think we can say, like, this movie is definitely about class. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we get many examples of this, uh, throughout the movie, but, you know, it kind of focuses on how our society is, you know, can be very materialistic and into things, as we see with, uh, Ophelia. (laughs) Um, I'll leave that at, I'll leave it at that, but, um... Yeah, so I mean, I think there's a lot of different statements that Jordan Peele is making here, um, and uh, 
you know, at least for me, like, you know, you were kind of talking about, like, how, you know, that twist didn't really, you know, shock me. Well, it shocked me. And um, <laughs> I think, you know, it, for I think for most people, you know, this is a movie where there's lots and lots of clues, obviously dropped, you know, along the way. Um, but it's done so masterfully that, you know, most people are going to be none the wiser. So it's really worth going back uh, for a second watch, like knowing, you know, what you know. Um, after viewing it for the first time. So, you know, I think that he did that really well. I, I agree. I, I, I really want to see it a second time because we could spend the whole podcast talking about the little Easter eggs that he dropped in this film or foreshadowing elements just from costume to, like, we, we already mentioned Chud and the Goonies with the VHS tape that we saw next to the TV at the beginning of the film, which have reference to what we're going to see going forward. There's plenty of that, and... Uh, it, I think on your own time, it's interesting to kind of pick out what you will. Um, try to figure out what's up with those damn bunnies, which are all over this film. Yeah, I was really trying to figure that out, and I think it's not much more besides, oh, they're used as a food source, and that's the end of it. <laughs> there could be more, but that's the most clear-cut answer. I don't know what the deepest symbolism is for it, but they basically mirror the tethered, so when she's down in there, they're all locked up in the cages and they're eating them. But when they go down later towards like the climax, they're all running crazy all over the place. And yeah. that's when the tethered are above. So it could be like they're, they're tethered to some weird extent, like another species below them. But I think the bigger thing is, is Jordan Peele has said in numerous interviews, he thinks bunnies are terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like rabbits are terrifying. Like they they look so cute, but also so terrifying at the same time. So that's why he puts bunnies in his <laughs> movies. I could have sworn I saw one like in the beginning when they just kept showing the bunnies. Like I could have sworn I saw one that was really messed up looking. And I like mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is weird. But like it never like went further than that. Like because it was only like one bunny out of like the fucking hundred that I could have sworn like looked it like either had like one ear or like it looked something was off with it maybe it was just like my mind trying to find something but i could have sworn it was like something fucked up here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did the same thing when the opening credits start after the the first sequence and it's just basically the pulling back of that first rabbit to like the, all of them in the cage i was like my brain was going a mile a minute like what was going on what does this all what mean is how this? is it connect at all yeah but I, I i had a bit of trivia one i'll do a reference um did the boardwalk seem familiar the beginning boardwalk uh, at sure night did. to any film uh -huh. yeah. any guesses on what a possible oh, reference I mean, was i know so uh oh Okay. <laughs> what what is it? Because I don't know. I believe it's Lost Boys. Um, yes. That opening Santa Cruz boardwalk uh, okay. is supposed to be emulating, and the mother in the opening scene of Adelaide says, "Oh, they're sh shooting a movie over there by the carousel." And it was nineteen eighty six, right? So the movie um, came out eighty yes. seven. So that was like perfect. Yeah. So there's vampires here too, lost boys. 
I love that. I love See, that so much. I didn't. I didn't catch that at all. Well, then a little more. I, I guess I'll. I'm not going to quiz you on this, but I, I found this pretty interesting. That Jordan Peele sent a list of ten films to the the actors to watch prior to this to kind of give them the feel for what he wanted us to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering how many of these you've seen. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll read them down. I'll go through the first one. Uh, number one, Dead Again. Anybody seen Dead Again? No. no. I, I have not either. I have not seen right. it. But it talk, it, there's a lot of scissors and the loss of memory is one of the major themes. Number two is The Shining. I feel like we've all seen yes. The Shining. Okay. That's a threat to the family unit from within. Um, number three, The Babadook. No. The Babadook. Yes. So I have. <laughs> okay. It's a psychological horror dealing with trauma and grief um, and a mother character as well. Number four, It Follows. It Follows? Nope. I've seen that one. Oh, interesting. Pete, you've seen it, right? I yeah, like I, got, I got a tally. I'm going to reveal it at the end. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, great. You keep your tally. Um, so It Follows it has that sense of dread that this movie does, uses seductive visuals, and it's also trivia by the same cinematographer, Mike Juliak. Uh, I, I can't pronounce your last name. G-I-O-L-A-K-I-S. He's coming out he's, right now. <laughs> I know. Oh, he's right over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, so he did the cinematography for both. That's probably why they both look pretty beautiful. They're both um, shot very no- well. Number five, A Tale of Two Sisters. Okay, yes. I, sh- I know your answer on that one. <laughs> yeah, I it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Number six is The Birds, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, Sudden and inexplicable terror from something we never saw as a threat. Seven... Funny Games, the original. Uh, about home invasion. Number eight, Martyrs. Gore and Suffering. Number nine, Let the Right One In. The foreign version. And number ten, we just talked about this, The Sixth Sin. Okay, okay. Things are not always what they seem. I got a solid four out of ten. Four out of ten? All right, Pete? Seven. seven. It's seven out of ten, I think. Let me count here. One, two, six. I got eight. I haven't seen Dead Again or Martyrs. Yeah, I've never even heard of Murderers. Mar- Martyrs. I think it's there's an American version that's all uh, all Martyrs. Yeah. I mean, I still haven't seen it, but yeah, I heard Murderers. What, what's... Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there an American? It's not an American yeah, film, is it? Yeah, it was recently remade as an American so. film, and it was supposed to be really bad. That's right. Yeah. Usually, usually so, the case for American remade foreign films, not always, but it usually is. <laughs> usually is the case. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Tale of Two Sisters made that list because I'm quite a fan of that one. It's quite a list. Like he asks his actors to watch. Like that's that's quite of like, you know, that's twenty hours essentially. Mm. Maybe not that long, but like it, potentially twenty hours of watching movies. <laughs> yeah, those ten movies were the feel he wanted for us. Yeah. 
before we get into defender or destroy uh, one thing I kind of you don't have to get all into spoilers but I was wondering what your guys' thoughts were comparing Get Out to Us because I feel like when everybody left the theater the people I were talking to they immediately tried to compare it to Get Out and is that a fair comparison really I I also I didn't do it immediately but when I did talk about like how I felt about it I did compare it to Get Out in that regard um it, I think you can just because it is directed by the same person and I think that's like a valid like thought process to have but it's not really like it only the way it's like it's with this kind of social economics like way of deconstructing horror like he's really good about doing that and I'm looking forward to more of those type of movies in the future and I would say Get Out did it better and I like it more um and I would say that Us is probably more of a horror movie than Get Out because it's gorier and it, that's not always a testament to horror but I think it helps and like the story is more I don't know I guess they are both pretty ludicrous I think it seems there's more I, I can't think of the, like the name for it but like there's more of like a evil plot I guess I don't know it just seems like there's just like more a play in this movie which kind of comes off as a horror movie than as compared to Get Out yeah. more just like a secluded neighborhood mm-hmm. yeah um, I echo a lot of what uh, Pete said I immediately as I was leaving the theater I was like hmm I think I like this one better than Get Out, but it's been a while since I've seen Get Out, so it's easy for me to say that. Um, yeah, I mean, they're totally different, you know, and I think, uh, like Peter was saying, it's easy to do that because they're both Jordan Peele. You know, they both make the statements about society, um, but they're totally different statements. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think uh, to echo Pete about it is fair to compare them. It's the same guy, and you know he's going to try to do similar things that he did with Get Out and uh, channel that success that he had again. It is a com- it does feel like a different film. Uh, but I feel like what I heard the most from people was they liked Get Out more, but they enjoyed us. So it wasn't like Us was inferior, but they were. I think because Get Out existed, they were looking for something exactly the same and always your expectations won't hit what you were thinking. Whereas Get Out, I remember seeing the trailer for Get Out for Jordan and then Jordan Peele's name come across the screen. And I was like, what? Like Jordan Peele's making a horror film? Like, I'll go see this, but what? I don't know what this is going to be. And it was kind of surprising and fun. Uh, where I think this conjures that same feeling um and it's interesting um but it's just it wasn't as fresh as get out so people were just hoping maybe for something completely new again but i think it holds its weight to get out what for your opinion would you say that you liked more just for the sake of Mm. argument which one did i like more yeah between the two yeah i think i think i lean towards get out more i i like 
a lot what us does, but the idea that uh, get out's really confined um, into the one house really. I felt more terror for that character that like he was trapped in there and where he was never going to get out. No pun intended, <laughs> but uh, this one was like a bigger scale and they were kind of out in the open, even though it was like the boardwalk and the beach uh, and it was happening everywhere, kind of like night of the living dead. But uh, I just think, and that it was focused on one person really. And with the family, you had like four characters. So maybe that's, well, I just felt more tense. Get out. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this just came to me, and I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't say it, but Get Out, I thought, had a really good score. That, that beginning they made that was like uh, Swahili and some mixture of something else that Jordan Peele wanted to create. And I could play it underneath us as we're talking in the podcast, so you can get, if you remember it at all, that score. But what did you guys think of the the score for this film? How he did with us? I I really it was the same guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I really liked it. It kind of like was it felt bigger. Like, it felt like, it, like in the beginning, it was like almost like an evil opera to me I can't even I can't even like mimic the noises because I'm such a terrible singer but like just like the vibes and I think (laughs) the weird uh, process too I had was that hearing this music and seeing bunnies I was like panicula like (laughs) I I don't know why I I don't know why I had that thought (laughs) 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 now you're taking me back to third grade but I would say that I'm just going straight into it that I defend this movie and I pretty much just you know control C control V what I said earlier uh, that you know it I have some like Nick you know Nick Pitton here and there about some of the way it was like structured but ultimately it was like a very good movie because I had you know great acting and like comedy beats that were you know, refreshing and like just made the whole experience more fun and like had a lot going for it. Um, but I would say that I wish like there was more, um, like more at stake. Like, uh, like none of the main characters got really hurt in the, in any way. And mm-hmm. like the third act like was like a weak spot for me, but still defend it in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will defend us um, one thing I'll say uh, about that the score that I mentioned was uh, they, they played the song I Got Five on it earlier which that was the score was just he kind of remixed that to sound a little more orchestra but it was the same beat from that rap song uh, which is something Jordan Peele attempted to do and he said it gave it a Nightmare on Elm Street vibe I don't know if you got that from the theme I kind of got that from the the Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack but back to my Defender Destroy I'll get right to it <clears throat> Defend it. I really love what Jordan Peele is doing 
um, at a time where I feel, at least in the mid-2000s, where, like, possession films uh, and ghost films, like The Conjuring, Paranormal Activities, Found Footage, those were, like, the big kind of subgenre that was pretty big right now, or a horror genre that's dominated by remakes, whether it be It or Halloween's a, a sequel, essentially, Pet Cemetery. I really like that Jordan Peele's films don't feel like either of those and it's still pulling in the blockbuster type horror dollars like people look forward to a jordan peele horror film um it kind of transcends what we know of the genre right now so i'm excited when i see them it's just kind of a breath of fresh air and the last part i'll mention is i wanted to say that jordan peele we knew him as a comedian and he's doing these horror films he always was uh, kind of an expert at the uncanny. If you ever watched Key and Peele, the TV show, a lot of those sketches have a really kind of like weird, uncanny, dark humor to them. Um, Twilight Zone-esque, which is why Jordan Peele is there. So I don't think it was a far stretch for him to be like, well, I'm just going to do full-on horror. I'm going to go I'm gonna go all the way beyond these jokes. I'm going to make a whole movie. So that's my spiel. Enough. I defend it. All right. Got it. Um, yeah, I want to thank the acting, especially from all the main characters and those who had the jewel roles. Um, everybody did really, really well with that. Um, it was shot really well. It was a good and original story. Um, I love the subtle shout outs like, uh, they did with the Lost Boys. Um, I love Peel symbolism again. Um, when we get the answers that we want about the doppelgangers and everything, um, I think they're a little bit lacking um and kind of like peter said maybe this is a case where um you know the less you say it can be better um but uh you know that being said uh i love this movie and it's gonna be a defend for me there you have it a unanimous just defend oh my gosh i almost said destroy sorry (laughs) (laughs) unanimous defend defend for us so Go out and see it. I think right now all your chances are if it's still playing in a movie theater somewhere, or you have to bootleg it online. Because I don't, th- I think it's in that weird middle ground. Go to the cheap of... theater. It's probably in che- those cheap theaters that play yeah. it like two months later. <laughs> right, that's probably where it's hovering. I don't think it's on like Netflix or Amazon or anything like that quite yet. And you know, until next time. You know, get at us on Facebook and Twitter. That's where we'll be communicating through the internet. Get on our website, check out any blogs. Let us know what you're thinking, what you'd like us to do as a mini episode or a full length episode as well. Uh, like us on SoundCloud and iTunes or subscribe. That really helps uh, us get viewers out there and listeners uh, to repeat. But until next time, I'm Matt Johnson and I will remain in the shadows underneath the boardwalk, just like the tether. <laughs> That was good. I have nothing. Same. My name is good.